We have been encouraging you to do what Jesus tells us to do, which is to share your faith with everyone around you. To be unapologetic in just telling others about what God has done in your life. Not beating people over the head and telling them they're going to hell, but just being honest about how you recognized you needed God in your life and sharing how they need God too. You don't have to talk to non-Christians very long, though, before they'll say something like this to you. Well, I don't know what to believe because the Bible is just filled with contradictions. You ever hear that one? You can't trust the Bible. It contradicts itself all over the place. Now, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but one of the things that you want to do when somebody says that to you, when they tell you that the Bible is filled with contradictions, simply look at them and say, oh, really? Could you tell me where there's one? Because what they, they that's just a, a talking point that they have accepted. They don't know where there are any contradictions in the Bible. Just challenge them. Where, where, show me one. Let, let's see it. Okay? Well, this morning, I'm going to give you a contradiction in the Bible. We're going to look at one of them. And then we're going to talk through what it means. We're going to look at the subject of prayer. And this sermon idea came from Kathy Richter this morning. She, she challenged me on this, this contradiction in the Bible and, and how we are to handle it. And I appreciate the fact that she brings it up. First of all, it tells us that she's reading her Bible honestly. She's not just skimming over the words. She's comparing what she reads here with what she reads there. Too often we just read the text, we close our Bibles, and we, we move on. We need to pay attention when we're reading. And so I, I hope you do what she did. Pay attention. And as we go through this comparison of what these two passages say, we're going to learn more about prayer and this important task that we're to be involved with every day in praying. So let's look at two passages this morning. First, we want to look at Luke chapter 18. It's not found on page XXX. That's the placeholder that I use when I'm doing the, the, the bulletins. It's actually found on page 877. Luke chapter 18, beginning in the first verse. Jesus told his disciples a parable in the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. There was also a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor I respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. The Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give them justice speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? 
Now, there's a lot in this story, and we'll have to preach the, the full passage there another time. We just want to focus on a small part of the story. Jesus tells us to be like this woman who just keeps after the judge until she gets what she wants. He says, don't lose heart, don't give up. In the same way that she didn't give up, Jesus said, don't you give up either. Keep praying. This reminds us of Paul's words to the Thessalonians where he says, pray without ceasing. Just keep going. The second passage we want to compare this morning, though, is in Matthew, the sixth chapter. Turn over there. This is on page 811 in the blue Bible in front of you. This is part of what we know as the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus was teaching. Matthew 6, just two verses, 7 and 8. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. In this passage, Jesus is telling us not to go on and on in prayer, babbling like the pagans. Why not? Verse 8. Because God knows what you need before you pray. Before you even ask. Now, did you spot the contradiction? First, Jesus said we ought always to pray. Pray without ceasing, Paul says. But then Jesus says, don't go on and on and on thinking that you're going to get to God by continuing to pray. So how can we pray without ceasing, without repeating ourselves? Is this a contradiction? It sure seems like one. It's like someone who's on a diet. And you see him at a church dinner. And they got a plate with a big old piece of cake on it. Hey, I thought you were on a diet. What are you doing with that piece of cake? It seems like a contradiction to say you're on a diet and eating a piece of cake. But then you find out it's not a real contradiction because it's one of those pieces of cake that's got no sugar in it. It's one of those disgusting things that God doesn't even like. But I digress. Not all things that appear to be a contradiction really are. And so in these two passages, we need to look at them closely, dive in a little bit deeper to see what appears like a contradiction on the surface really isn't. So to better understand why it isn't a contradiction, we want to ask a few questions. Why do we pray? What are we trying to accomplish when we pray? Prayer is talking to God. We know that. We're asking God for help. God, I need this or God, I need that. Why do we pray? Because we want God to do something for us. That's why. And how do we try to accomplish getting God to do what we want? Yes, by praying, 
But depending on how much we really want or need what we're praying for, we want to hammer away at the doors of heaven until God finally gives us what we want. That brings up the key question we want to ask ourselves today is where have we gone wrong with prayer? Where have we missed what prayer is supposed to be about? Well, number one, we're wrong in our praying because our prayers lack a personal touch. We pray like we're ordering lunch at the drive-thru. Just rattling off what we want. Do you have a conversation with the person at the drive-thru? Yeah, but it's not a full conversation. I tell you what I want, you repeat it back to me, and then I drive forward so I can get it. That's the whole point of this. When was the last time you said, oh man, I really want to go down to Wendy's so I can talk to that girl at the drive-thru? And if you did do that, you got a different problem, (laughs) okay? Too often our prayers are simply telling God what we want. We can often refer to these prayers as simply grocery list prayers, where we just tick off the things that we want God to do for us. Just read the list. Did I get it all in? Yep. Amen. I said what I needed to say. I told God what I wanted. But our prayers lack a personal touch. They lack something that's, that's important in our praying. But not only do we just rattle off what we want, if you look at what we're praying for, we're praying for the wrong stuff. Think about it. If we're praying for something that is not God's will, if we're praying for something that God doesn't want to give us, will praying for that thing more cause God to give us what God has already decided not to give us? In other words, can we change God's mind by praying really hard? In other words, can we be like this woman in Luke 18 and just keep coming at God until God finally says, you know what, just to get him to shut up, I'm going to give it to him. Is that how we can do it? Because that that unrighteous judge didn't say, you know what, she's got a point. I really should help her because she's been taken advantage of. He says, no, I don't care about this woman. I care about me. And she won't let me get any sleep. Can we do that with God? Praying more and more for the wrong stuff is not going to get God to change his mind. Think of it this way. Your child comes to you at 5.15 in the afternoon with those immortal words. I'm hungry. Usually they add on, and if I don't eat quick, I'm going to die. And you say, yeah, I know. It's dinner time. I'm going to start making dinner in a minute. Can I have some candy? Can I have a cupcake? No, I just told you I'm going to make dinner in a minute. There you have it. 
The battle lines have been drawn. In the eat candy now versus the wait a few minutes for dinner, you're on one side, your kid's on the other. And you have clearly said, no candy now. But what if your child just keeps nagging you? But I want some candy. You're going to eventually just give in? If the answer to that question that you're just going to give in to shut your kid up, don't tell me because I don't want to know that your kid is running your home. Okay? We may not see this in ourselves, but we often pray really, really hard for something in hopes of getting God to come around to our position. To give us what we want. You see, we're praying for the wrong stuff and we're praying in the wrong way. We're going to take a battering ram and we're going to keep hammering at the doors of heaven until we bust them down. Well, let's think about this. What's the prayer supposed to be like? If our prayers are lacking that personal touch, if we're trying to pray, manipulating God to get him to give us what he doesn't want to give us, what should we be doing? Well, praying is to be relational. Praying is supposed to be part of a relationship with God. The psalmist put it this way in Psalm 62. He says, trust in God at all times. Pour out your hearts before him. Prayer is offering up our desires to God. We should be talking to God and sharing our heart with Him as part of our relationship with Him. Our relationship of trust. This is important. We're not just sharing information with God. We're not just telling God what we want. I actually had a man in this church tell me a number of years ago that he tried to pray longer. But he said, I found I was just running out of things to say after a couple of minutes. What he meant was, I run out of things to ask for in a couple of minutes. Now, would it surprise you to know that that man is not in the church anymore and hasn't been in church for years? His praying lacked relationship. And he was just praying to God as the, as the genie in the sky who's going to give him what he wants. And when he found that praying didn't work that way, that I can ask and ask and ask and not get that stuff, well, why keep praying then? If the only time you hear from somebody is when that person wants something... What do you think of the relationship? You think that person doesn't think very much about me. That person doesn't want a relationship with me. They just want to use me. Because that's the only time I hear from them. Yet honestly, how many times do we pray to God when we don't want anything? Right? And how much more do we pray when we really want something? Praying is sharing our desires with God, pouring out our hearts to Him. 
But why is it that our heart's desire is for our stuff? Rather than what we talked about last week, the God stuff. Why isn't it our passion, our heart's desire to do God stuff and praying about that? Why is it that we're passionate about praying for our stuff? Why is it that our our desire to share the gospel, our desire to live a holy life, that that's not appearing more in our prayers? It's all about the physical. God, heal me. It's about, about the financial. God, bless me. What about the spiritual? Why isn't it our heart's desire to do the God stuff? Jesus said, where your treasure is, there you'll find your heart. Jesus could have just as easily said, where your prayers are, that's where your heart is. Because our prayers reveal where we are. Let's be honest. We pray more when we want something. We pray more when we're in trouble. Then we pray and pray and pray. We ring God's phone off the hook. You got people in your life like this, like I do? I can call and call and call, and they never call me back. And then when they need me, when they want something from me, they're calling every 30 seconds. I'll be in the middle of a meeting, and my phone will blow up. Somebody that I have not talked to in the longest time, and they'll just keep calling. I'm like, dude, if I can't answer on the first one, I'm not going to answer on the second one. Or the third one or the fourth one. They just blow up your phone. Because, man, i got to talk to you now. No, what you need is not to talk to me now. You want me to do something for you now. How many of us, that's the way we are with God? We blow up God's phone when we want something. But even when we're not praying for selfish stuff, look at your prayers. How often, even when we're praying the right stuff... We're just repeating the same phrases again and again. God bless our missionaries around the world. Should we be praying for missionaries? Of course we should. But we just have these pat phrases that we just keep repeating again and again. It's as if we put our prayers on autopilot. Just repeating the same good things, but without any passion. It's not meaningful. It's not thoughtful. We're just mindlessly repeating good phrases. Oh, God, we love you. God, thank you for the good things you're doing in my life. If you find yourself saying the same things again and again and again in prayer, make sure you're not just praying a recording. Hit the play button and let it go. We're so guilty of just repeating mindlessly the same list of things that we want, the same lists of things of God. We love him for this. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. We miss what Jesus is saying here. He says, don't just babble in prayer. It's supposed to be meaningful conversation. But did you notice what Jesus said here? He said, God knows what we need Before we even pray. In other words, we don't need to tell God what we need before God knows what we need. How could God not know what we need? 
He's a loving heavenly father. He wouldn't be much of a loving father if he didn't know what we needed before we asked. Oh, but you might be thinking, ah, pastor. In that very passage in Matthew 6, right after the passage we just read, Jesus gives the model prayer. Remember? The Lord's Prayer. And in that Lord's Prayer, He says, pray this. Give us this day our daily bread. What? He just told us that we don't have to pray for stuff because God already knows. God doesn't know I need daily bread. Another contradiction right there. See it? Why ask God for daily bread when God already knows we need it? Great question. But we don't pray for our daily bread because God might have forgotten that we need daily bread. It isn't like we say, God, please give me my daily bread. And God's like, oh, thanks for the reminder. I totally forgot. I had other things to do today and that just slipped my mind. Why do we pray without ceasing? Because we're trying to keep the lines of communication with God open. This doesn't mean that we're constantly talking. Communication isn't supposed to be about just us talking to God. It's about leaving the lines of communication so God can talk to us. Too often we are communicating with God, but it's one-way communication. We tell God everything we want to say, and then we're like, over and out. We're done. As if God doesn't have anything meaningful to say to us, as long as we've told him what we want him to do for us. So why does Jesus teach us not to give up? In Luke 18, don't give up when you pray. Keep on praying. Don't lose heart. And he uses that example of the widow who just keeps after the judge till she gets what she wants. Jesus said, don't lose heart. That part about not losing heart is important. It's critical. We're going to talk about that next week when we talk about praying for healing. How do we keep praying for healing when we don't get healed? When we're not getting better? Prayer doesn't seem to work at times. We pray and pray and pray and it seems like God's not listening. God often seems to ignore our prayers. Not because He's being mean. Not because He's ignoring us. God sometimes delays answering our prayers because He's trying to increase our faith. And our faith doesn't grow if we just give up. God isn't interested in just giving us stuff. God isn't our boy who does what we want. And that's one of the biggest problems with our prayers is the way we disrespect God by treating Him like He's our servant. Like He's our waiter. Need more tea over here. Right? God is God and He deserves to be treated with respect. Not like He's our boy to do what we want. God isn't interested in just giving us stuff. He wants to grow us. He wants to build us up. He wants to grow us into spiritually mature Christians. Do you even want that? 
See, we want God to do stuff for us. Is one of the things that you want God to do for you is to grow you up in your faith? Do you want that? When was the last time you prayed it? The point is, we want to find a way to pray passionately to God about what's on our hearts. Pray passionately, but stop trying to change God's mind. In Matthew's gospel, the night before Jesus was crucified, we're told that Jesus was praying in the garden, remember? And he repeated several times the same prayer that God would take that cup from him, remember? So in Jesus doing that, he's showing us that it's not wrong to repeat ourselves in prayer. But Jesus was not trying to get God to change his mind. How do we know that? Because Jesus knew that the whole point of him coming to earth was to die on the cross for our sins. Jesus was not trying to get God to say, well, you know what, deal's off. Come on home. Let those people go to hell. Jesus was right where he was supposed to be. And he was praying his heart to God. He was just passionately saying, God, I don't want to die. He was not saying, I really want you to change your mind. What he was saying was, I really don't want to die. But even more than that, I want to do your will. And if that means I die on the cross, then I die on the cross. Because your will is more important than my will. He was pouring out his heart to God in the context of relationship. Why do you tell the person that you love that you love them? Because they don't know? If the person that you love doesn't know you love her or him by your actions, telling them is not going to change their mind, is it? We don't tell that person that we love them because we want them to know it. We tell them that we love them because we want them to hear it. That's why we pray to God. And as we pray less and less about our selfish stuff, hopefully we'll find some time to pray about God's stuff. Why is it that we never hear God telling us what He wants us to do? Could it possibly be we never shut up in prayer long enough to let God speak? Because we're too busy rattling off what we want. And then once we've rattled off our list, we shut down the communication and get back to doing our stuff. When was the last time you just sat there quietly and said, okay, God, you talk. Don't tell me that God doesn't speak. The minute you go to God and say, God, I'm going to shut up so you can talk. God will start talking to you. And when you do that, you'll hear him too. You may not like what you hear. You may not want to do what God says, but you will hear it. Why don't we hear? Because we're not listening. So in line with what we've been talking about, let me give you a challenge. I've given this challenge before. I'm going to repeat it again. This challenge will literally change your prayer life. Trust me. For the next 30 days, don't ask God for anything. Nothing. 
Now let me emphasize, it's not wrong to ask for things in prayer. God tells us to ask and you'll receive. God is the one who gives us permission to do it. But because our prayer life is so out of balance, we're praying for our stuff and ignoring God's stuff, why don't we just take the challenge, stop praying for your stuff? There are a couple of faith statements that we're making when we stop praying for our stuff. Listen to me. We honor God. Believe it or not, we honor God by not asking for stuff. You know why? Because we're saying, God, I I honor you enough to know you know what I need already. I'm not going to disrespect you by listing off all the things that I need as if you don't know. I'm going to honor you by trusting that you already know before I ask. Second, by not asking for stuff all the time, we are honoring God by saying, God, I'm not even going to try to twist your arm to get you to do what you don't want to do. God already knows what we need, and he cares enough to give us what we need without having to be begged. So stop asking. As parents, we don't wait for our children to come and ask for dinner before we start making dinner. About 7 o'clock, the kid comes in, I'm starving. Oh, you didn't ask for it, you're not getting it. That wouldn't be loving. Why do we feel like that we've got to ask God to give us what we need or God's going to say, nope, not going to give it. Say please. That's not who God is. We honor God by saying, God, I believe that you love me enough to give me what I need without me begging. The idea behind this challenge is to get our minds off the gimme gimme's. You know what I'm talking about? God, give me this. God, give me that. Get your mind off the gimme's. Process every thought. And what you'll find is you'll make three or four sentences in your prayer. And then before you know it, you're off and asking again. And you have to stop yourself, put it in reverse, and get back on track of not asking for things. It'll show you how difficult it is for us to pray without asking for stuff. We get so wrapped up in praying for our stuff... We never get around to talking to God about God. Remember Joey from Friends? What was Joey's favorite line? Remember? How you doing? When was the last time you were just praying along to God and you just stopped and said, God, how you doing? To stop and to talk to God... About God. For the next month. When you pray. God, you already know what I need. You have already determined what you're going to do. So do it. I trust you. I just want to focus on worshiping you. And letting you talk to me. We know. 
in our hearts, we know we ought to be praying more. Nobody comes in here and says, oh, I pray all that I... No, we know that this is an area where we need to improve. But listen to me. If all we're doing is praying selfish prayers, trying to get God to give us stuff, how is praying more like that going to help? Praying longer selfish prayers does not make us better prayers. We need to stop praying the bad prayers and start praying good prayers. Where we start saying, God, tell me what you want me to do today. How many of you are having conflict in your life with somebody or somebody's? Right? When was the last time you stopped and said, God, show me how you want me to handle this situation? How many times do we just run into that thing in the flesh? Start saying and doing stuff because we're upset and we say and do things that are ungodly because we didn't stop and say, God, how do you want me to handle this situation? That's where we honor God. Say, God, I want to live for you. I want to live in a way that pleases you. Show me how you want me to handle this problem. And the thing is, when you ask God to give you direction, God will give you direction. God, show me what it is that you want me to do. And God will. And you don't even have to pray that God will give you the strength to do it. Because if you are sincere in your heart that you want to do God's will and you ask God to enlighten you so that you know what to do, don't you think God's going to give you the strength? Oops, forgot to give you the strength. You should have asked. No, God's not playing games. When we go to him and we honestly say we want direction so we can do it, God will give us the strength to be able to do it. God does not want us to pray more bad prayers. God doesn't want us to pray for the wrong things longer. If you want to pray better, focus on your relationship with God. And when you focus on your relationship with God, your prayers will improve. Things will change in your life. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful today for prayer, for the opportunity we have to communicate with you. And God, the first thing we've got to say is we're sorry. We have ignored you so much, except when we want something. And God, we hate it when people just use us when they only talk to us when they want something, and yet we do the same thing to you. God, forgive us. God, embarrass us by the prayers we've been praying. Trying to get you, Almighty God, the infinitely wise God, to change His mind to do what we want. God, help us to see how foolish that is. But God, we're sitting here today, and we need help. We're not getting it right. We're not living as we should. And we don't come to you and say, God, show me what you want me to do. We don't ask for that direction. So God, help us to take this challenge this morning. To stop praying, gimme, gimme, gimme. And just to say, God, how you doing? What do you want to see in my life? God, how do you want to grow me up to be more like Christ? 
And God, give us a passionate desire to be like Jesus. And help us to take that light into a dark world right now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.